In today's episode, we hear from Trishel and Marie. Um, Marie, we've met a bunch of times. We met her at a lesbian bar in mm-hmm. Washington, D.C. A league of her own. Yep, before Pride last year. And we saw her at Richmond Pride, and we saw her at Lost at least Dog. one party. Yeah. We had it at Lost Dog Cafe. Mm-hmm. What about Trishel? Trishel is an ex-Mormon. Mm-hmm. Her wife, Stephanie, is a never-Mormon. That's always a great combo. It is, right? They had their son in 2018. Wow. She tells us this in the letter, and then she says, here's some advice. Don't ever invite family to the birth of your children. Oh, that <laughs> sounds frightening. So, yeah, you kind of okay. see what's coming. We will get into all that. In just a second. Be right back. We are supported by one damn good brew, apostate coffee. Specifically, the lesbian medium dark variety. A delicious, roasty, toasty blend that's sure to make postal workers in remote Mormon towns super twitchy. (laughs) Yet we have a firsthand account of that one. Sure do. This yummy java is roasted in small batches, so it's super fresh the moment it arrives at your doorstep. And hey, it's named after us, so that's reason enough to give it a shot. I know it. So ditch that grocery store crap and give the lesbian blend a try today at apostatecoffee.com. Mm-hmm. Hey, everybody. I'm Mary. And I'm Shelly. And this is episode 34 of LDL Letters. The Latter-day Lesbian Midweek Mail. Wait for it. Podcast. Podcast. We've got two letters today. We do? Yeah. Because one isn't super long, and one is also not super long. So together they make it super long. <laughs> super long or kind of regular long? Mm, it's like, hard to tell when like you're medium guesstimating. Long. Medium long. Yeah. We'll, okay. we'll know when we're done and we're like, shit, that took two hours. That'll be the clue there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, maybe we should jump into those letters. Let's do it. Well, I guess I'll go first. Go. Huh? I'm still fighting a little bit of uh, some ick. Mary you, has been sick. Oh my God! For like forever, ever. forever. I don't know what to do with her. She's been quarantined away from my children, which she's okay with. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've been on antibiotics for the last couple of days, three days maybe. This is day number three. Well, you're starting to feel a little better, aren't you? Yeah, but it is lodged in my chest, and it is tough. Yeah, that stuff has been just hanging on, mm-hmm. and. Um, Hopefully not corona. I don't think so. If the, if the antibiotics work, then clearly it is not coronavirus. So, Oh, antibiotics don't work on corona? That's what they say. Okay, well, we'll see. Yeah, good if you're know. still coughing in, what is it, 10 days? How many days do you mm-hmm. have this, uh, the antibiotics Yeah, for? so seven more days, I guess. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's kind 10 of a days. boring conversation, not going to lie. I almost fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Stay with us, listeners. Stay with us. We're going to read now. <laughs> mm-hmm. We're going to stop talking about sick people. Okay. And get to one of these letters. So this first one is from Marie. Hey, Mary and Shelley. Hi, Marie. My name is Marie. Wait for oh, it. Sorry. My name is Marie. Hi, Marie. I met both of you at League of Her Own after DC Pride in 2019. That is a lesbian bar. Yes, mostly lesbian in, bar. In uh, Washington, DC. It's a fun one. There's multiple levels, lots of drinking, lots yeah, of lesbians. I think just the bottom floor is League of Her Own, and that is the lesbian bar, technically. And uh, then other levels are just varying degrees of gayness. Varying maybe. degrees of, of <laughs> LGBTQness, I guess. plusness. Yeah. Something. It's a fun one. Yeah. I guess everyone's welcome there. Sure. Right? Sure. Why not? Well, you not can't kick tell you just out. by looking. 
<laughs> I mean, some of the isn't guys there, 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 yeah, you could tell. Flags just by or anything out front? I don't actually remember. No, I mean the people. You can't tell just by looking at a person. No, that would be um, profiling, that we don't do that. But let's be honest. Let's be honest. <laughs> Are you saying you have a look? No, 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 no. I was talking about like typically when you see a woman at a bar wearing a bringing Melissa golf Etheridge, clubs, bringing golf clubs, <laughs> wearing Melissa Etheridge gear and a plaid blouse. What's Melissa Etheridge gear? Does she now have like, like a, a lot like no. an REI? <laughs> Come she get might. your Melissa Etheridge camping gear. Maybe no, like a, like like. A concert T-shirt, like okay. I wear all the time. You have a Melissa Etheridge tee. I don't. I've never seen her in concert. Okay, so sorry. Back to the letter. Can we get back to okay. the letter? Yep. Okay, so she met us at League of Her Own after DC Pride. Actually, I think it was the night before. To be technical, when we met her. Okay. And has been listening ever since. Aww. Thank you, Marie. I also went to your event at Lost Dog and saw you guys at Richmond Pride. I know she has followed yes. us around. That's awesome. I've been telling all my friends to listen, and they've been telling their friends. Mm-hmm. Love that so much. So you're welcome, she says. Uh-huh. Thank you, Marie. Seriously, and all of you who have not told anyone yet about the podcast. What's wrong with you? Shame. <laughs> shame on you. Funny. Uh, oh, she says we read one of her friend's letters, actually. Ari is a friend of a friend of hers. Oh, I didn't who know that. told her to listen. So such a small world, she says. Oh, my says. gosh. Mm-hmm. Pretty crazy. Anyway, I am rewriting this letter to you since I think mine might have gotten lost in the shuffle. Yeah, that happens. Sorry about that. Yeah. I sent it last summer. I know. Oh, God. We, we're, Again, sorry yep, about that. Mm-hmm. We were a mess last summer. <laughs> well, we have We're still a mess, a let's be honest. Oh, yeah. yeah. Our organizational skills are lacking. Diana tried to help us. She yeah. really did. Yeah. I think, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if there's a lot of help for Mm-mm. us. No, honest. we're pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Sent it last summer, and I haven't had time to rewrite it since your New Year's announcement. When I first sat and listened to episode three of your podcast, I couldn't help but start crying. Aww. Aww. I felt such a connection to your story because while I didn't grow up Mormon, I think on the inside of our former religions are both fundamentally the same. Judgmental, controlling, patriarchal, and unforgiving. Wow. You know, all those things you just listed off mm-hmm. sound just like Jesus. Oh, <laughs> right? Wait. No, they don't. God. Okay, carry on. Sorry. Yeah. People mess that up in the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Wow. I grew up in Northern California in a church that would describe itself as independent KJV, King James Version. Ooh, wow. Yeesh. That's a good version. Thee and thou. Mm-hmm. Oof. Thy heavenly father. If I have to worship a God that demands I use funky language that doesn't mean jack shit to me, I'm out. Right. Like, if I were to talk to God, a God, a spirit, whatever it is, I would want to do so in what I'm comfortable with, the terms that I would use. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. So that there's more of a connection there. Yeah, but doesn't your father break out the thy and thee talk during prayers? So, yeah. that One of the first things I did when I left Mormonism but was still praying is I dropped the thee, thou, thy. <laughs> so fuck, goofy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but this is a... King James Version Bible-believing Baptist Church. Wow, get it all in there, Mm -hmm. all the craziness. They stood in very sexist, racist, and extremely homophobic teachings. I was brought up believing that being gay was a choice and having the feelings was wrong. That's actually worse than the Mormon Church. Well, yeah, the Mormon Church has somehow progressed, even though that's not really a— Yeah, they say you get to have the feelings, but you can't act on them. And I always say, who's acting? All right, no. (laughs) No, no acting joke. here. My little joke. Yeah, I like your joke. 
how sad to say even the feelings you are having is sinful because mm-hmm. how do you stop a feeling? I, I don't Conversion know. Conversion therapy, which yeah. actually doesn't work. No. That's what they would think would do it. Yeah, it doesn't Sorry, work. Sorry, go ahead. Marie says, there's no way a perfect God would create a person like that, right? A gay person or an LGBTQ person. So they had to be choosing the sin for themselves. My dad wholeheartedly believed in all of this and drove it home in our daily lives as well. Thanks, Dad. Fun. My mom never really subscribed to the same ideals, but went along with it as she felt that was her duty as a wife. Mm. Yeah. I remember when I was 16 or 17 years old, I was watching TV on a Thursday night when I saw my first lesbian relationship on TV through Grey's Anatomy. Ooh, I know that relationship. I felt such a strong connection to their relationship than I did to any other relationship I had seen on the show. In that moment, I had a panic attack on the couch, fearing that I was gay. All the while convincing myself that it wasn't real and that it was a choice. Oh, that's sad. Wouldn't it be nice when people have that realization of their sexuality, that it's a celebration and not a panic attack? Yeah, for sure. Wow. That would be great. Wouldn't it be? Yeah, I mean, I went through essentially the same thing. When I was about 17, it was a long road to feeling comfortable. I certainly didn't have any family support at that time. Yeah, I had one sister, actually, that was supportive Mm -hmm. throughout everything. So that was great. Thanks, sis. And they've both come around since then. Yeah. Your mom has not come around. No, no. I mean, it seems like people, when they realize who they are, should celebrate. Like, oh my gosh, I'm discovering myself. Yeah. Like like a passage of... A rite of passage. Right of thank you. A rite of passage. <laughs> you know, like I'm I'm discovering myself. I'm mm-hmm. maturing. I'm I'm you know, I'm becoming who I'm supposed, who I'm to, supposed be. to be. It should be a celebration, but instead, because of fucking society and mostly religion, mm-hmm. people instead are having anxiety attacks like Marie here. Yeah, because they're told it's wrong. Yeah. Even thinking the feelings. Wrong, 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 wrong. wrong. They're yeah. wrong. Mm-hmm. Marie says, on top of that, my dad walked in and started berating the TV, claiming that the country was in decline and that it was disgusting that they were openly showing gay people on TV like that. Sounds like my dad. Yeah. He didn't see my tears or panic. I was so glad I didn't have to explain myself to him. Thus began the mantra I would use for the next 10 years or so in my life. I'm straight. I like boys. I would repeat it to myself over and over until I felt I believed it. She was kind of conducting her own conversion therapy. Yeah. Wow. God. I know. I'm sorry, Marie. That's horrible. Fast forward about three years after that, and I was married to a good conservative Christian boy who my parents were very fond of. Of course. Ah, Living your life for others. Mm -hmm. Raise your hand, listeners, if you have ever lived your life for someone else thinking that's what you were supposed to do. I am guessing everyone is raising their hands. I know. And if you're not, you're a liar. Well, you know, some people escaped that. Oh, okay. You know, God bless them. Mm -hmm. I'm envious. But, you know, we all have to go through that crap until we can figure out, you know what? This is who I am. I'm going to live my own damn life. Mm -hmm. Nobody gets to tell me how to live my life. Mm -hmm. I got to figure that out on my own. Yeah. Takes a while. Forty-some years sometimes. In your case, yes. Mm-hmm. In my you, mom's case, never. And she's possibly almost never. 80. Wow. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Marie says, I felt that if I just kept making the, quote, right decisions, eventually I would be happy. That's how it works, right? 
During the next two years, I had my first experiences drinking alcohol. <gasps> she says gasp in parentheses. <laughs> and living around people who didn't think like the church I grew up in at home. It was all so different, and it completely opened my mind to a world outside of my religion. Oh, wow. yeah, been there. Wow. Yeah. I told my husband that I thought I was bisexual, but far more attracted to women than men overall. Wow, that's that a brave. gutsy yeah. admission. It opened a discussion that he shut down completely, and before things could get figured out, tragedy struck his family. Oh, no. His older brother murdered his wife Jesus. and left their two little girls in foster care. Wow. Holy Whoa. crap. His family got together and asked if we could move to Virginia and try to fight for custody of them. Holy crap. Thus began the beginning of the hardest years of my life. Wow. Sounds like it. There were court hearings, home visits where social workers watched us with them, family talks, and there was just no time for us to feel anything outside of the situation. I get that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sometimes life happens and suddenly you have to take all the focus off yourself and, yeah, and deal with— Yeah, you're just hanging on. Yeah. Yeah. And deal with other stuff. Mm -hmm. I lost myself and became extremely depressed. During this time, one of my best friends from high school came to live with us for a time. She had always been special to me, more than any of my other friends. Well, while she was there, we ended up kissing, and that's when I really realized how gay I was. Wow. Wow. That first kiss will do it, I'm yeah, telling right? you. Yeah. I know. Mm -hmm. My first kiss, I mean, we weren't even really dating. Mm -hmm. I was in high school. But the first time I kissed a girl, I was like, oh, yeah, this is it. I'm totally gay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Totally. I can't look back. I mean, you know, since then I've kissed guys, but mm -hmm. it's just not the same. Right. Because yeah. you might be a lesbian. Oh, uh, maybe so. Maybe so. <laughs> Jury's still out. Mm -hmm. At 25, I finally brought the topic back up to him and told him that I thought I was gay, not bisexual, and felt we needed to divorce. But since we were both brought up with the idea that divorce was never an option— that didn't happen. Wow. This brought about two more difficult years in my life. Mm. Oh, Marie, I'm All this so kicking sorry. the can down the road is I know. painful. I've, uh, done, I've done it. Yeah. Yeah, it sucks. She says he put me through hell and back. Oof. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure you were to blame for every problem yeah. at this point because of your make-believe gayness. Yeah. Yeah. He asked me to go to couples therapy with him, and that was basically conversion therapy. Shit. I'm so sorry. Marie says I was given homework to read passages about homosexuality and think on them weekly. Fun. Wow. Oh, Which is interesting God. because there actually are not passages. Yeah, I'm interested to see what she was told to read. I bet she was told to read things and then was given an interpretation of those things. <laughs> yeah. That's how they do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The Leviticus thing is really about uh, hospitality. Mm -hmm. Anyway. I was told to have sex with my husband because it was not moral to be celibate in marriage. Oh, oh God. My God. So now, now you're his whore. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. I'm so sorry. So many horrible things they put me through all for the, quote, glory of God. Is this what God wants? Yeah, you're a whore for God. That's is awesome. that making God happy? Is that of course praising God or pleasing any, God? No, this is the way that these fucked up religions go about trying to stick to their old school traditional Ugh. sexist 
racist, homophobic. So God wants us to be inauthentic. That's what God wants. Yeah. Yeah. That's what God wants. Okay. Wow. What a fucker. I kind of feel sorry for God. (laughs) (laughs) He's getting a real bad rap. I mean, for real. First of all, I think God lives in us Mm -hmm. intrinsically. If we connect into it, it's kind of like plugging in a lamp. Mm -hmm. You know, it's there. That feeling, that spirituality, that connectedness is there whenever we want to plug in, I think. So we plug in our, our lamp or whatever, and connect and recharge and feel connected, feel spiritual, you know? Right, right. And it's up to us to remember to plug in and connect. It's always there for us. Mm-hmm. That's what I think of as spirituality. So it's not this outside thing that we've got to do please a bunch some of, please dude, some yeah. dude, and do a bunch of things and, you know, dot all our I's and cross our T's. I just don't look at it like that. Yeah. Well, because for me, if it was like that, that is not the kind of God that I would want to live with forever, you know? Like, yeah, you're no thanks. To live I'm with out. God forever? I don't want to live with him. Yeah, fuck he's that an shit. asshole. Yeah, he sucks. Yeah. Oh, humans. Mm-hmm. We just fucked this right up. Mm-hmm. Marie says, so many things happened during this time, including an affair with the same best friend I had kissed before. Get it, girl. It all came to a head when he read my journal without oh, my permission shit. and found out about the affair and everything. He took pictures of the passages and sent them to our pastor. Oh. Ouch. My God. Oh, my God. That's awful. Marie says, I was called into the office for church discipline. Busted. Oh, my God. Instead of giving in, I asked him for a divorce. Good for you. I moved out of our house cut all ties with the church, and haven't looked back since. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That takes some strength, girl. Oh, my wow. God. Wow. Good for you. Get the fuck, Get the out, fuck of there. out of there. Get the fuck out of there. So awesome. Marie, you're a rock star. Yeah. Wow. Strong. Yeah. Marie says, I've been officially divorced for a year now. Good for you. And I am finally so happy on my own. I am out here cussing freely, (laughs) being super gay. Oh, my God. And I'm graduating with my master's in May. Damn. That's a great story. Wow. Wow. Thanks so much for taking the time to read this. I know it was super long. Nope. Nope. Wasn't too long. Oh, we've had some (laughs) long-ass letters. We love them all. So if you feel the need to cut some things out, please do. Nope. Not cutting it out. Not a damn thing. I may have screwed some stuff up, but I didn't cut it out. Mm Mm-hmm. Keep doing what you're doing. The podcast is very therapeutic for me, and I think you guys are amazing. All the best, Marie. Shit, Marie, you're amazing. Oh, my gosh. You are going to inspire so many people by that letter. Oh, yeah. You finally were like, you know what? Uh -uh. I'm not, dude. I'm done. I'm I'm out. out. I'm out. I'm going to leave. I'm going to swear. I'm going to be as gay as possible, and I'm going to get my master's. Boom, bitches. Yeah, yeah. Take that. Good for you. Yeah. That's amazing. I love that so much. That just kind of made my day. Yeah. That was super inspiring. Thank you, Marie. Thank you for writing that in. Thank you. Sorry it took us so long to get to it. Well, it could have been lost in the shuffle. Mm -hmm. I take full blame. Okay. Yeah, Shelly and organization. Mm -mm. Not her strong suit. Not really mine either, to be honest. We're we're both kind of Mm -hmm. flighty in the brain. Yeah, not so great. Mm -hmm. Anyway, let's take a little break and read letter number two and we come back. What do you think? Mm -hmm. Okay, be right back. We are supported by New Dating App. 
Dating is difficult under even normal circumstances. Then try explaining your nutty religious upbringing to someone. Yeah, like the weird looks you get when you throw out expressions like, uh, what is that? Health in the navel, marrow in the, I don't know. Bones. Bones, okay. Strength in the loins and the seniors. Okay, listeners, maybe don't do that. No, don't do it. And now that you've left Mormonism, you've probably been kicked out of the singles ward. So now what? Download new an ex-Mormon dating app available on both Android and iPhone. Get ready to find post-Mormon love with someone who understands your background. Visit newdating.app and learn more. We are back. I get to read now. My turn, my turn. Okay, your turn. This letter comes to us from Trishel. Okay. Ready? Hi, Mary and Shelley. Hi, Trishel. Hi, Trishel. I hope this letter finds you well. I'm a 33-year-old Latter-day lesbian. Woo-hoo! And my wife, Stephanie, is in Nevermo. I bet Stephanie's like, what the fuck? <laughs> As you listen together, I assume. Oh, yep. We recently have found your podcast and are working our way through to catch up. Okay. My story, although very different, is also very similar. With each episode, I find myself saying, that happened to me too. Hmm. I was born and raised Mormon. My family was my mother and father and eight girls. Oh, Good God. That's a lot of periods at once. <laughs> I am number seven. My father sexually abused most, if not all of us. Oh, God. What a fucker. I'm so sorry. Oh, my God. (sighs) Ah, okay. Mm. Um, I believe it was all of us, but he denies it with anyone he didn't get caught with. Oh, Jesus. My mother was told she could not leave him because he was the patriarch of the family. In fact, the day she found out he had abused my oldest sister, she went on to her college classes because she couldn't do anything about it. Oh, my God. This was years before I was even born. My mother reminds me a lot of yours in the aspect that she doesn't seem to be able to think for herself. Yeah. Whatever my father in the church tells her is what she believes. That is my mom. Mm -hmm. Exactly. For sure. Like, they use the same phrases. They use, you know, my mom doesn't have an opinion until my dad has the opinion. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I knew at a very young age I was attracted to girls. I went to church like a good girl and heard week after week all about how people like me would never be happy. We are sinners who wouldn't and should not have kids. No one knew, of course, they were talking about me, but it mm. pushed me further and further into the closet. Yeah. That sucks. As a teen, I came and went, sometimes giving it my all to be the best Mormon, even went through the temple despite not going on a mission and not getting married. That was both the best and worst decision ever made. The whole time I was sitting there thinking, what the fuck is going on? (laughs) Right? (laughs) Those temple ceremonies, Uh right? This is a cult, she says. (laughs) I can't believe this shit, but like a good Mormon, I pushed it down and went to the temple every chance I got. And memorized all the shit Mm -hmm. and did the handshakes. Health from the navel, marrow the bones, baby. Uh Uh-huh. The first time you go, people are nice. They tell you what to do. The second time, the old people turn into little bitches yelling at you for doing it wrong, despite having only ever done it once oh before. Oh, my God. It's true. I mean— you, What the fuck? How are you, you supposed know, to remember that? The whole last thing, it's super long, and it's complicated. Yeah, there's all these steps, and you're and wearing Changing your clothes, things. and yeah, it's yeah. really weird. There are always some nice temple workers who are helpful, but there are some who are just, like, point at you from the aisle and say, you know, your veil's on wrong. But, I'd be like, they suck don't it. Help. And no one looks at you. You just, you're just like standing, like everyone else has already sat down in the room, right? Mm-hmm. And you're the last person standing up and you're like fumbling with your shit and they can't continue until you're done. It's oh my so, God. it's humiliating. <sighs> Fucking hate it. Anyway, she says, 
In 2012, I was put in a treatment facility for having an eating disorder. While there, I decided to leave the church and start being true to myself. Oh, okay. Good for you. While I stopped going to church, I still didn't come out. Hmm. Fast forward to 2015 when I met my now wife. Okay. We worked together and started dating. Oh. We quickly U-hauled and started spending (laughs) every minute we could. Mm -hmm. I lived at my mother's and she at her grandmother's and no one was the wiser despite us not spending even one night apart. Oh. We decided to move in with her parents and got engaged. So then I had to come out. <laughs> I mean, yeah, to be yeah, that, yeah, pretty much. Kinda, when you're engaged, you yeah, know, like, yeah. Kinda. If you want to send out the invitation, you might want to <laughs> yeah. let people know what's going on. Uh-huh. Or if you're wearing a ring, they'll be like, "Who's the ring from?" Oh, that's true. And I guess that's you have true. to fess up. Mm-hmm. Or you could make somebody's name up. You could. You could always call them like Sam or Chris or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Pat. <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> All right. She continues, Mm -hmm. my idea was to just stay in the closet and never come out unless I had to, and now I had to. Mm -hmm. First, we told her family. She had been out to them for a long time, and they had always welcomed me as their own. Then we went and told two of my sisters, the only two who knew about my not being straight. They gave me ideas on how to tell my mother. My little sister even went with us to tell her. So we get there, and Stephanie and I are sitting by each other. My mom sits in her chair, and I tell her, I know this may be hard for you to hear, but Stephanie and I have decided to get married. My mother burst into tears. Oh, wow. Stephanie and I looked at each other, and my mother goes into her bedroom. She's bawling and praying, Oh, God, why have you done this to me? Oh, my God. So dramatic. Poor you, Mom. (laughs) Yeah. Poor you. Uh Uh-huh. Jeez. That sounds like something exactly your mother would do. Oh, 100%. Uh 100%. Yeah. Yeah. After about 30 minutes of her crying, we leave, and my little sister helps her deal with it. Three days later, she calls me and tells me she wants to talk. We go down. She wants to talk to just me first. She apologizes for her reaction. That's nice. And tells me the one thing she thought she had given me in this life was the gospel. (laughs) Is that part of the apology? God, which I don't know why she thought that. I hadn't (laughs) gone to church in three years at that point. I told her that church sucked because every week all I heard was how I was going to hell and would never be happy. Stephanie then came in. My mother apologized to her and then offered to take us both dress shopping. Oh, interesting. Okay. We got married on September 9th, 2016, and Stephanie had our son on July 7th, 2018. Oh, wow. Which let me just give some advice to people. She's putting periods between every word here. Don't ever invite family to the birth of your children. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I'll make a note of that. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. My mother, her mother, and her grandmother set up camp in front of her watching the whole thing. Oh, God. I, wouldn't, I didn't have my what? parents. What? birth? No, Jeez. no. When That's I had babies, intimate. it was like Brent only, and I was mm-hmm. always like, you know, don't be looking around down there. Baby's oh. coming up. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, birth is not pretty. Let's mm-hmm. just put that out there. Sure. My mother did tell us that the second our son was born, the spirit told her we were a true family. Oh, interesting. <laughs> okay. Wow. That spirit's kind of waffles a lot. Like, eh, <laughs> you're a sinner. Ma, you're a true family. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I know this is a spook long. Spook? And I, yeah. Okay. And I apologize, but before I go, I wanted to tell y'all one of my mother's favorite stories that she laughs at and makes me so mad. You know, my mom has stories that she thinks are funny and they piss me off as well. <laughs> oh, like, no. mom, that's actually not funny. That was really hurtful when that happened to me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like the time she stood up for herself when it was really against you. Yes. Oh, we'll have right. to tell that yeah. story again sometime. Yeah. She had taken my niece and nephew on a trip when they were two and four years old. On the way home, she started getting tired of driving, but only had about another hour or so. So she stopped by a store and got a Coke, like a Mm Coca-Cola, to help wake her up. 
Apparently, my niece went ballistic and started crying inconsolably. My hmm. mother kept asking her what was wrong, and finally she heard her say, I don't want you to go to hell. What? My niece had been taught in primary that people who drink Coke would go to hell because it was against the word of wisdom. Oh, my gosh. My mother tells a story and laughs about how cute kids are. I cringe because no four-year-old should think her family is going to hell because of a drink. Yeah. Right? Anyway, I love all y'all's podcasts and want to be your new best friend, <laughs> Trishelle. Thank you, Trishelle. Thank you for writing in, Trishelle. Wow. Yeah, my um, remember my mom freaked the fuck out when my daughter, who was probably six at the time, was like, "I want coffee for lunch." She was joking around, mm-hmm. and my mom was like, "Oh yeah, I'm losing my family." Uh-huh. This is the kind of weird shit that religions put in people's heads. They yeah. make them. Fearful uh-huh. to make them worry of fire and brimstone. Uh-huh. And my mom's like a grown ass adult and she still feels that way. Yeah. So imagine, I'm imagining that this is because it was dumped on her from the time she was little, like this poor four year old kid thinking that her aunt is going to hell because right. she had a Coca Cola. It's so stupid. Mm-hmm. Religion makes us do and say the stupidest shit, you guys. The stupidest. Do you know how many times I've had to have the have a little more faith conversation with my own mother? Because she thinks I'm going to hell. I'm like, Mom, why don't you let go and let God, to quote a cliche. Mm-hmm. Why don't you give it over to him and let him handle it? Why are you taking this on? Yeah, you know, it's funny how there's like this weird, like, faith and loyalty to God and God this and God that. But then they're like so fucking worried about your soul. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Because they really think that God will send you to hell for being gay. Well, as if they could control any of it. That's true. That's a prime example. You are called on to exercise faith right now in this situation, and you are failing. Boom. She's having faith in the scriptures. The scriptures say, according to her, gay people go to hell. She's not trusting that God is big enough to work it out. Well, she's trusting that God said you're going to hell, period. It's all make-believe. But it's nothing she can do about it. It's my life. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Worry about your own life, lady. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Plank and and moat or whatever. Take the beam. Beam. Oh God, didn't we do this beam before? Beam out of your eye before you can see clearly enough to take the moat. Didn't you say moat? And what is it? <laughs> I don't know. Beam and... Speck. Speck out of your, your neighbor's eye. I don't know. You're the one that said that. I know, but I was... Whatever. Okay. Is that the King James Version? Probably. <laughs> <A> moat? <laughs> yeah. I don't care moat about we this rate, conversation. I don't care a damn moat about uh-huh. this shit. Anyway, <laughs> thank you both Marie and Trishelle for writing in fantastic letters as always. I love the letters. Oh, gosh. They're so healing for me. Yeah, yeah. I love reading you them. You know, we're not the only crazy ones, Shelly. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of crazy yeah, crap. There's a bunch of crazy-ass people running around. We're just two of them. That's it. <laughs> well, you know what? It's the religions mm-hmm. that are the crazy things mm-hmm. that make people do nutty things. Mm-hmm. Jump mm-hmm. through hoops. Be people that they are not. Yeah. I hate that shit. Yeah. Fucking so sick of it. So let's share our stories. I love that so much. Yeah. If you would like to send us a letter, please visit latterdaylesbian.org slash contact. Mm -hmm. Appreciate that. I guess that's going to wrap this one up. Don't forget, we also have a Marco Polo channel. Yeah. Definitely the conversations have picked up as more people are joining. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Having um, our listeners talk to each other and ask questions and make connections and yeah. very cool. Mm-hmm. cool. I know. I'm enjoying it. How do you find it? You visit latterdaylesbian.org slash polo for more info. Boom. All right. Well, that's going to do it, everybody. We will talk to y'all again real, real soon. Real, real, like in a week. 
Yes, for indeed. And in half a week for the normal mm-hmm. podcast. Yep, Shelly's really good with math. And probably in about an hour on channels. Okay. There it is. Covering off all the bases. Mm-hmm. All right. Have a good day. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye.